Welcome to Spainer and Riggs. First ever episode. Uh, I'm Spainer. I'm Riggs. We have the pleasure of having Riggs on our show, as the, and he is the all-time greatest coach in Minot State history, all sports. Not a chance, man. I tell you, <laughs> we sit here and compete. Spainer is the all-time best. Take start, start from absolute scratch and take that team into an absolute powerhouse and compete. Con- competing and contending for championships. I mean, that's... Uh, that's I can mic man. drop multiple national championships. <laughs> but hey, you know what? I you, we're good friends. We got to work in Minot State, and now we're excited to bring all this excitement to you. We got a lot of NFL, pro sports, and a big, heavy high school content. I'm looking forward to being getting on the show with you. So we got the Vikings uh, new uh, coach? Absolutely. I'm excited. You know, big news here in North Dakota. A lot of Vikings fans and a lot of people that travel to to Minnesota, you know, finally found their guy, Kevin McConnell, you know, offensive coordinator for the, the Rams, former Washington Commanders uh, offensive coordinator. Uh, he's kind of in that uh, McVay young gun tree, uh, which is going to be pretty exciting. I think, you know, if you're going to ignite the whole Kirk Cousins thing, but, you know, there's a little skepticism because, you know, with McVay, he is the offensive coordinator, but he's not the play caller. And so there's that's, that's a huge debate in the NFL. So what's your take on that? Because honestly... I mean, it's. I think it's. I mean, is he overshadowed the fact that you know you got Matthew Stafford and McVay calls all the plays, and even Matthew Stafford, you know, probably calls a lot of plays on the line too as well. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I'll tell you this. You know, uh, it's interesting because I I look at Cooper Cup, and right now he's the class of the NFLs in wide receivers, and and then people talk Jamar Chase and whatever, whatnot. But Cooper Cup has the best numbers. He won the receiver triple crown. I believe a lot of that comes from the scheme. You know, uh, and I believe that he has a lot to do with the scheme mm-hmm. of the Rams. And, uh, you know, and he's not making the play calls, at, at, you know, in the game. But I believe the scheme matters more. And I look at a Vikings team that struggled to play complementary offense and complementary defense, you know, under the Zimmer regime and uh you know maybe if you get a guy that's got a little bit more scheme he's not going to make the play calls anyway for Minnesota hire his own office coordinator I don't know I think it's a good hire well it's going to be interesting because you know I think you know the Vikings struggles have always been you know I feel like their defense has been good or good enough but their offense you know is kind of they got so many good weapons Jefferson and, and Cook and you know can can you make you know, Kirk Cousins not make big mistakes. You know, like that's just the big thing. But my biggest take is I bet you they're betting on culture. You know, and you and I know all about culture and, and our, our teams that we've coached and in all, all sports. But I think they're betting on the fact that he's learned enough from McVay to be able to bring that culture of, you know, being energetic, being innovative, you know, those young guns. I mean, it's crazy now how many hires we've seen here in the last two years that are innovators and with Lafleur and, and – uh, in Green, in Green Bay. Bay and now McDaniel, well, you know, it, part of that Shanahan tree. So it's funny you say that because the Rams were the second least penalized team in the league, and uh, and I think that's probably the culture they're looking for. You know, is just being precise, being disciplined. Yep. Uh, I think he has a lot to do with that. You know, the play calls. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know what you know play calls even matter so much anymore. They're reading everything at the line, and there's so many RPOs at the mm-hmm. line. Uh, you know, I think it's mostly scheme. I think it's a good hire. I think it's an innovative hire. 
And I think, uh, you know, uh, especially if Aaron Rodgers leaves, leaves the division, I mean, I think he's walking into a pretty good situation, you know, to, to dominate the North. Well, and that's a whole, you just kind of, you know, peel the onion on this whole deal too because, I mean, there's, you know, as much as they're pretty set with who they think was Kirk Cousins, but, you know, there's could be so much changes going on here with the, the whole quarterback landscape. And, I mean, would there be a deal for to move Kirk Cousins and move up or something like that? So I feel like they'll probably ride him out for one more year because I think it's one more year left on his contract. And there's no there's no co- real first-round quarterback. No. Some are going to go, no, but, but I don't see a first-round quarterback. Pick it from Pitts. Not uh, I'm not seeing him as the top quarterback or anywhere near the class of quarterbacks that have come out the last couple of years. But now, do you think, other than probably your Cowboys, I think the Vikings are probably one of the most hard luck, bad luck type of scenario teams. I mean, the Vikings are historically good, but not quite good enough. You know, and that it kind of gets you in that level level of mediocrity. I mean, you get so close a few times, and then it's just a bad break. They have Blair Walsh unbelievably bad oh, breaks. And it's crazy from the original hail mary oh. to the Brett Favre interception and the the missed field goal with yeah. uh, with with. Uh, you got a lot Atlanta of, Falcons. A lot of Vikings fans that have had a lot of heartburn over the last few years, but it's true though. I mean, honestly, I like I like I just can't imagine you know the the heartbreak that they've gone through. And and again, it's would you rather be just awful and then go after draft picks or a team that's you know contending and shows great bright spots? You know they'll have big wins in the in the regular season, and then you're optimistic, and then they you know Quick lay an egg in the playoffs. What are the Minnesota Vikings and a stolen car have in common? What do we got? No title. Oh, boy. Yikes. <laughs> That's cold. But anyways, you know what? Like I said, Vikings is big popular in this area. You know, what are your thoughts? We want to know. Is Kevin McConnell a great hire for the Minnesota Vikings? Let us know. Man. Um, tonight, we're going to talk the greatest basketball player of all time. You know, and it, and it really comes down to, you know, Michael and LeBron. We've always heard that. But, you know, when I, around North Dakota... I hear the name Larry Bird yep. a lot. Yeah. So, uh, you know, what are your thoughts, Michael, LeBron, Larry Bird, or is there another in your mind? Uh, you know, I'm, I'll be a Michael guy. You know, I, I, it's tough because you know it, it's a team sport and everybody just kind of you know equates it to championships. That's what everybody says. And you know, unfortunately, with LeBron, he's been to what ten championships, only won what one is it four or whatever three four. Um, I'm a Michael Jordan guy, and you know, I, I just I remember my cousins were big Bulls fans, especially back in the day. Um, just the clutch play and the dominance, and and it's just the way he was able to do it. I mean, there's so many other. I would say this: so basketball's a lot. You know, it's not as cut and dry as I think as other sports because, like you said, there's so many other great players. Like Kobe Bryant was unbelievable. Magic Johnson. You know, you talk about sti- Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah, statistics. You know, big you man. Know, you know, absolutely. I mean, you go do- talk about back in the day. Uh, you know, uh, Will Chamberlain and some of these guys and that becomes. But for me, it's Michael Jordan. I feel like his ability to win three championships, take a break, come back, win three more type thing, um, it just absolutely dominance. And it's pretty crazy. I mean, you think about his story about, you know, how he was, he got what he could get cut from his high school sophomore year or whatever in basketball and, and those type of things. But uh, I'm a big Michael Jordan fan. I feel like he... He is the GOAT just based on championships, which is unfortunate because there are a lot of great athletes that don't win championships because they are team sports. But in basketball, I feel like that's probably one of the few pro sports where you get, like, you know what's happened now. The Number of rings matter in basketball, way more than any other sport. Yep. It's Your funny, thoughts? though, when they we talk about superpowers and bringing all these teams together. But if you go all the way back to the early 80s, 
the Lakers and uh, Kareem and Worthy and Magic and the uh, the Celtics with yeah. Bird and McHale and Parrish and Ainge and Dennis Johnson and whatnot. They they all had super teams to win mm-hmm. long before Michael Rodman, Kukoc, Pippen, right? Yeah. So uh, you know. I, 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 I'm not going to get on LeBron for the decision and doing all that. It, the, the question really comes down to is era. Yeah. Michael played in the most physical era, could get to no the rim and it. take a beating. Pistons. Who but to go through there? LeBron has been to the t- finals almost every year of his career, mm-hmm. and he's done it in the most skilled era. Yep. But the, the least physical. For sure. You know, uh, I lean Michael, and I, 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 I strictly on he had the killer instinct. Mm-hmm. And more so than anyone else, more than Cream, more than Magic, more than Bird. You know, uh, I like Michael for killer instinct. And I think if you put him on the court today, he, he's just got more of a killer instinct than any of these guys. You know, and uh, it, the funny thing is, is that Kevin Durant to me is like the, the most skilled guy yeah, in the sure. league. Yeah. But he doesn't have the he just doesn't have the killer instinct of a, of Michael, in my opinion. Now, do you think the question to you is, do you think longevity could play into this? In other words. You know, LeBron is, you know, he's, I mean, manages his minutes and stuff, which ne- man- minutes weren't really managed back in the day. And a more I mean, physical he, he, game. Yeah, absolutely. But if, you know, if he goes and plays another four, you know, three, four more years, I mean, he goes into his 40s and then maybe How's he gonna get, title. He's got to get to some finals, though, again. Yeah, I know. He does, absolutely. Tough. But that would be the only thing, you know, is if he can come back and if he does win, you know, another, you know, championship or two down late and stuff. But... I'm actually shocked. I'm surprised he didn't bring in like uh, you know something from Utah either, John Stockton. Oh, John Mailman. I mean, come you, on, you know, just a homer from Utah here. Just everything. We Utah, know Michael you know? shoved off Byron <laughs> Russell. Oh man, you know that's a clear. Yeah. It was a clear shove off. Utah wins that championship. But uh, you know, how about savviest though? If you're talking all those guys, Larry Bird has to be the savviest oh, basketball yeah. player ever. With with Kobe as a really close second, absolutely. Well, and you know, man, I, you know, think about when you talk about those uh, superpower teams. It feels like recently, in the last decade or two, it's really been one team. You know, we had you know Golden State going on their run, and then you had the Lakers, and, and then you had you know kind of LeBron with the Heat and stuff. Back in the day, man, it was you'd have two superpowers, and they would always meet each other. I mean, the Celtics and Lakers. I mean, you know, Celtics, Lakers, Sixers. Yeah, early eighties. Celtics, Lakers, Pistons. Late night. You know, yeah, yeah. It's it's interesting. Uh, So we want to hear from you, Michael, LeBron, Mm -hmm. Larry Bird, North Dakota, or other, I guess. Right, other. Who's the goat? of NBA basketball Basketball. all time. And next week, we'll hit football. Do we do that offense and defense separate? Do we do it all together? We'll We'll talk about it. We'll We'll talk talk about about it. it. Let us know in the comments on football how we want to do that. You know, our big star athlete of the week, Chase Burke, I know you've done a lot of research on him. We were glad to get him on an interview. It was excited to have a good chat with him. Yeah, you know, uh, Chase works hard. Uh, I, I don't know where he finds the time as a three-sport athlete to put all the time in the weight room and the agility and the skill, you know, uh, for three sports. But uh, he found a way, dominated Class A in North Dakota, you know, for a lot of years. Absolutely. Well, come check out our interview right now. Hey, this is Spanner and Riggs, and we're here with Chase Burke, former Minot High three-sport star. Chase, uh... So we're going to talk a little bit about baseball today, but I wanted to start off with a question for you. And I've always wanted to ask you this question. And, you know, as you know, I'm good friends with your dad and your uncle, and your uncle always sends me videos of you. But I heard a rumor 
that you start every wrestling match up one to zero. I mean, how do your opponents feel about that? What do you, what do you mean by that? <laughs> there's, a, there, there's a legend of Chase Burke that he has never been ridden out. No matter what, he stands up in every single match. No one's been able to hold him down. Is that true? Yeah, usually. Yeah, pretty much every time I've stood up. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I, I always uh, choose the bottom position. I did watch your uh, your your senior year your state championship uh, match. So that was a that was a good match. Um, so uh, tell us, uh, you 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 just got signed to the Canyon County Spuds. Is that that's in uh, Caldwell, Idaho? Is that right? Yep, that's right. And uh, is this is this is this going to lead you to a maybe a Division One scholarship, or are you thinking more minors? What's your thoughts with this? Yeah, that's the goal. I mean, we're going to play here at Mesa for two years, and also play in the summer to get better. Play every single day, um, just play, have fun, and see what happens. But yeah, that's the end goal: is to move on to hopefully a D one. How's the uh, transition to uh, the the beautiful weather than the uh, cold uh, cold white north we get? Oh in yeah, North yeah, it's probably perfect weather right now. It's, it's mid seventies, low seventies every day. Playing games right now. We just started. Um, I know we couldn't start in other states, but yeah, it's blessed to be able to start right now, and it's a pretty good opportunity. Wow, that's awesome. There's also uh, uh, a big story that uh, apparently you hit a inside the park home run and uh standing up any truth to that and uh, tell us about that yeah i got i got uh some of those this year at corbett field uh it's like a bigger park so i hit it to 410 and hit the wall one bounced it or whatever and then just kept on running just coach sent me so just used my speed to my advantage and that's just what i did okay. so are you uh you saying bolt or rocket ship fast or what <laughs> no not not that fast but i mean i'd say i'm average good speed but run a six four sixty. so tell it tell tell the world 60 yard dash for baseball yeah tell the world what position you play i play outfield and catcher so uh um how hard are you to steal on um so far this year no one stole but i mean eventually i don't know if i get a good throw it's Usually good. I don't know. It depends on. Usually work work together with the pitcher if they're quick to play it, and then I'm quick there. It, it usually works out in our favor to get them out. So talk uh, talk about uh, how you transitioned to Idaho. How did that all come about? That's exciting. You know, get back into you know some big time summer baseball. I know certainly uh, you know here in Minot, you know they've been able to add a team, and so it's kind of brought some excitement to the region. But how did it all come about for you in Idaho? Well, our coach just told us to start looking for some summer teams, and I hit him up and all that, and he responded. Uh, he called me. We all talked about my stats and then my tools, how fast I run, all that. And he called a couple of the players on our team to see if I was the right guy, and then he sent me a contract, and I signed to play with him. Hey, uh, you know, for all those kids out there, talk about being a three-sport athlete and – you know, uh, do you do you regret being three sports? Would you rather have focused on one and, you know, and uh, enhanced your level and your performance? Or did three sports help help prepare you for college and and so on? What, what do you think about that? Yeah, especially yeah, especially wrestling. It helped with college stuff. It makes you more mentally tough. Wrestling does, and 
football keeps you in shape, speed, athletics, and, and then baseball is just what I'm playing now. But definitely would have helped a little bit to just focus on just baseball in that to get the better skill. But to be stronger physically and mentally, the other sports definitely helped a lot. And, yeah, definitely more sports. Learn how to compete in other ways and always put your most out there. That's that's kind of what they teach you. Very refreshing considering that everybody seems to be specializing here, especially at a younger age. So, you know what, you might as well hear from the, the horse's mouth in terms of what it's like for a, you know, a big-time high school athlete to be able to say that. So hopefully that – Parents really hear that message and drive that home for sure. So uh, tell us, uh, you know, you, you got the athletic family and you got the athletic cousins. And so you've got Macy and Malia. Malia, the state Gatorade player of the year. You got Kellen, you know, uh, you know, is there trash talking in the, in the Burke, Burke households? <laughs> I mean, not when it comes to like real sports. We don't really trash talk each other, but. When me and Kellen play each other in ping pong, we usually end up in a fight or if we end up competing somehow, it usually ends up in a fight. Our dad has to break it up, but same with Cody too. So speaking of that. Kind of all compete. When, when you and your dad roll on the mat, who wins? <laughs> um, I think, I think I could take him, but usually he has work on the following week coming up, so he doesn't really go too hard, but. I think if it came down to a street fight, he'd probably take me pretty easily. <laughs> yeah, he gets, he gets, he's, he's pretty dirty in that sense or what? <laughs> probably, yeah, I'd, I'd assume so. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, man, Good. thanks thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. All right, we're ready for our high school segment. Uh, there's no secret. We're a lot of excitement here in North Dakota. You know, we really want to highlight basketball high school basketball is exciting it's it's kind of trending in that right direction we're getting kind of into the heart of you know their uh, region and district play and now things are starting to emerge you know we got Spainer here who's been vocal and being out at a lot of those places which is awesome as we're seeing on TikTok but now you got to be able to tell me you've been seeing some of this games now you I know you've been following a lot more and talking with these athletes are you seeing some of these teams emerge, some teams that are starting to maybe make a run that we're going to see playing in the Dome and in region play and then possible make state runs? What are your thoughts? Yeah, no, it's interesting. Uh, I've been kind of following them all and uh, getting around even east side and west side. Uh, when you look at Class A, the east region tournament is going to be a dogfight. you got a four-headed monster up top with Fargo, Davies, West Fargo, West Fargo, Cheyenne, and Grand Forks, Red River. You know, uh, out west, it looks kind of like, uh, a, you know, Century's the class of the whole state. Yep. And they beat Minot on Saturday by 10, yeah, and game. Minot's number two in the west. But, you know, that'll be interesting. Uh, WDA, it'll probably be Minot versus Century in the final. Oh, boy. Uh, Century looks like the team to beat in the state. Yep. So, uh, but, you know, that, well, they got to play the games. Absolutely. Now, for Class A girls' side here, you know, you touched on, you know, Century and stuff, but... Uh, you know, is there really a clear favorite? Is there one that you're really thinking of? Like, what are your thoughts on Class A? Like, what, you know, who are they going to be the two teams you really feel like are we going to be focusing on um, that are either going to be the favorites? And then maybe even, uh, you know, do you think there might be an underdog or, you know, kind of uh, someone who might come out uh, and make a run? It's I, one of those things. I'd like to see the next time Minot play Century. That'll no. tell us a lot. If Century puts them down by double digits again, I, I'm taking Century over the field. Yeah. 
Boy, that's going to be interesting. I mean, uh, that's, that's going to be a big part. What about Class A boys? Class you know, A boys. Like, what are your What are your thoughts on that one? <laughs> Very similar I mean, to to Class A girls. You got a four headed monster in the in the East, and then you've got Minot in yep. the West. And I do feel like Minot is the team to beat in the state. Boy, boy, there was a lot of excitement. A couple of dunks there the last game. I'll yep, tell you, my yep. little girl had swimming. We were able to watch in and peek in and. Just huge crowds, huge. I'm just excited to see full houses and that excitement that goes. Minot's good, so. and Eric Wentz, super athletic uh, track yep. athlete, also, and uh, you know, uh, I think he's like a second cousin of Carson Wentz there. Uh, okay, yep. and um, he's going to McAllister next year. Uh, yeah, he adds a lot. He's tough. He's kind of like a Scotty Pippen for uh, Minot, kind of yep. filling the gaps guy. Uh, it, it'll be interesting. Uh, well, I'll be out east in Fargo probably next week. Well, I'll, I'll give you a heads up on those there guys There we go. There. It'll be pretty good. It'll be pretty excited. Now let's switch over to the Class B side. You know, I'm, I, I know here everybody who's locally that's going to follow in, they know that Class B is huge. But anybody that's outside of North Dakota doesn't understand how insanely popular Class B basketball is, both girls and boys. But it's, you know, someone from the Great White North to come at during spring break and to be able to see the dome and wondering why is there 10,000 people here and it's a class B tournament class B runs a roost when it comes to it so from the class B girls side what are your thoughts what are you feeling I mean I, I've seen we've seen the TikToks I'm sure they've been falling you know he saw you with the four wins rugby stuff what are your thoughts on class B girls who are we who are the teams that we got to be focused well, on well I'll tell you I'll here? tell you it's going to be interesting and there's three undefeated teams right now you got Kindred Oof. you got four wins and you got Garrison Garrison's got the toughest road because they've got to knock off Shiloh Christian. They play Thursday night at Shiloh, you know, to decide the region championship. And then obviously they'll yep. go on to the regional uh, tournament again. Yes, yep. But uh, so, you know, Garrison's got the toughest road to get there. Four wins, super athletic. Mm -hmm. uh, they press you the whole game. Yep. An old Rick Pitino style, right? Oh, boy. You know, uh, but Kindred's the class. I mean, they're, they pretty much have beaten every opponent by 40 points. Um, so and I'll be in Kindred uh, in it for their for their region tournament. I'll be there February seventeenth to take a look at those guys and uh, just to let you know. Um, and how are you going to be getting to that tournament? You want to fill us in? Well, we'll be flying on the Dakota plane, <laughs> so that'll be uh, that's going to be fun deal there. Uh, take a camera with you, take a yeah, GoPro with you. We you will. Get all nervous on there, I tell you. Yeah. But hey, you know, honestly, it's refreshing to see your you know four wins girls because obviously their boys program has been dominant. I mean, how many times have they made runs and won state championships and been on the TV channel and stuff? So that's absolutely huge for girls. How about on the boys' side? And, I mean, let's, let's not kid ourselves. There's so many rivalries on the, on the Class B boys' side. Um, I mean, I certainly, I know a couple of coaches here from Bishop Ryan and, you know, the area stuff, and it, it runs the roost. But what are your thoughts on the boys' side? There's some interesting things on the boys' side. So Ellendale, four wins, and Powers Lake are the three undefeated teams left in Class B. Four wins, to me, looks like the team to beat. But obviously, Powers Lake and Ellendale will have something mm -hmm. to say. Kindred, one loss, and their loss. Boy, Kindred, I tell you. Yeah, that's, Kindred's that's, got some basketball going, going on the over there. there. On the East. What's They're going very, on? very, very good. So, uh, but right now, from what I can tell, four wins is super athletic. Like their girls, they and they'll run you into the ground, and they uh, they'll they'll uh, they'll light you up. What are your thoughts on Region 6? I mean, we like to focus a little bit on our area here in Minot, but, I mean, it's, is, uh, you know, kind of Region 6 in the past has always been just an absolute gauntlet to run yourself out. So you, you have to run through Region 6 to win, and, and almost sometimes 
has felt like they've run out of gas or they've been banged up going into the state tournament. But, you know, what are your thoughts? I know you'll probably check out, you know, our Redeemers, Bishop Ryan, you know, this area of Belva, I've been to a know, ton of games. Stuff, you know, they, I've been to a ton of games, and I'll tell you, you know, you, you, right now you got rugby at first place. Yep. In one district, Bishop Ryan, first place in another district. Bishop Ryan, the most consistent team maybe in the region. Uh it's, but it's 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 interesting. I watched them just get absolutely throttled by our redeemers. Mm-hmm. Zachary Hendrickson just shooting threes in people's yep. face. Um, and then you've got, you know, Velva, and they're super scrappy. You know, uh, and it's interesting. I watched them beat Ryan at Ryan. That was a close game. Velva almost gave it away at the end, but they led. They, they kind of led from start to finish. Um, they, you've got six teams in there. Our Redeemers, Velva, Rugby, <laughs> Bishop Ryan. I, I, it, that, that one's going to be Again, a gauntlet. It is. And uh, that's, that's kind of probably what brings excitement to it. And I know that's what brings the Class B uh, uh, tournament into another, too, So Another region that's absolutely crazy tough is Region 2. Oh, boy. And uh, Hillsborough's that's, that's... fourth place in Region 2 right now. And their kindred's only loss. Oof. So you know, you got Thompson, North Border, Grafton, Hillsboro, and Mayport CG. Yep. All of them are within one game right now, and fourth place in that group beat Region One's top team, and Kindred's no joke in Region One. So Region Two champions going to be battle tested coming to state. Don't bet them out. So it looks like there's probably you're starting to see some pretty good balance when we actually get to the state tournament. You know, there's usually one favorite team that just kind of runs through everybody, and it's like who's going to stop them. It seems like could be a couple highlighted teams out of these regions, especially out east, that can make a big run for it too as well. Now, talk about, uh, you know, you have done a great job. I'm, I'm lo- loving TikToks. you got to be able to, I know you fans have been seeing it too as well, the interviews, um, that great local presence. You've seen some of these athletes. Uh, we want to highlight some of those athletes. We want to give them their due, I mean, especially for big games and, and being able to, to, to bring some excitement to their crowds. You got a couple players you want to highlight, a couple kids that you want to see that you know that have been really good that uh, on the Class B side that have been awesome to watch, and more importantly, what do you like? Well, I'll tell you, uh, four wins. They have a player named Azura Rainbow. Okay. And it, it's it's interesting because four wins, you know, uh, their boys team will just light you up from from the from downtown. Mm-hmm. The girls pound it low to Azura Rainbow. Uh, you know, she's like. Moses Malone back in the day. I mean, it's oh just down Shaq down low, drawing fouls and and one and getting and, and defensively, she's she's lights out. Right on. But I'll tell you, there's two players at Garrison, and they're going to be a tough out for teams if they get by Shiloh. That this might be Kindred's toughest uh, competitor. They're very similar to uh, Four Wins. They press the whole game, but they have a player named Kate Caitlin Zook. Okay. Uh, she reminds me of Gary Payton. Oh boy. She is all Getting over the court. Super, wrapping it up together. Super athletic. And she's she completely shuts her, her, her man down, but she is always diving in and getting steals. You know, when someone else is not paying attention, she's bouncing back and she moves laterally faster than all the girls I've seen. It's interesting. Good. But sweet Cedar Perkins for Garrison is like Reggie Miller. Oh just absolutely just throws threes up. 
Uh, she hit three threes in under a minute tonight oh, at the game I was see. at. Jeez, I was like uh, in the garden. Yeah, <laughs> just man. boom, 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 right in a row. And they came right off steals because they're pressing. They, oh, jeez. You know, they couldn't. New Salem couldn't get across the yeah. midcourt line, and it's boom, three, boom, three, boom, three. And uh, she can shoot off the dribble or off the catch, oh, which boy. is interesting. A lot of kids are better just off the catch. Yeah, the other. But she's she can run up to the line. You know, kind of like Reggie Miller. I'm not going to put her in the old Splash Brothers uh, right now. But I will say, she's just hitting, she was hitting with people in her face, and she's not afraid to shoot. So, uh, you know, and each week I'll highlight a few kids we go out and see. But uh, these are the ones that uh, that caught my eye that that I'd really like to see kind of playing against each other in the state tournament. Absolutely. Garrison Small, at the game, the whole town was at the game. Wow. So that was interesting. Uh, they're it's been a athletic. while, I think, I think cause since I've heard Garrison even being mentioned in some of this stuff. So that's it's gonna be great for that town for sure. Yeah, you know the Garrison Troopers very good, but four wins, you know, and basketball runs deep there, Absolutely. and uh, a very very good team. And I look forward to seeing Kindred, and then we'll just see how it all plays out. Right on. Well, you guess what? You'll see Spainer out hanging out at a lot of these gyms. We want to make sure we get a lot more uh, athletes and exciting time. And this is it for our high school segment. Okay, ready? You want to lead or you want me to? Uh, I can if you want. Okay. So, hey, let's talk a little North Dakota State basketball. Right now, they're third in the Summit League. Got a big game Thursday night, hosting Western Illinois. Saturday, they got Division I newcomer St. Thomas. Oh, boy. You know, what are your thoughts here? Can they run down South Dakota State, who's 12-0 and in conference? Uh, you know, NDSU, I think of late, has always kind of figured it out. You know, late in the year, you know, they've been really hot in the Summit League, you know, tournament to get themselves into the dance. I mean, how many times have they been there? Four or five times here, in, you know, since they made they, the jump they, up? Each time they've gone the last two times, they've gotten out of the first round yeah. and they lost to Duke. Kind of got know. thumped by Duke the last time, you know. But uh, they th- put themselves in the right spot. I mean, you know, like, think about it. I remember the first time with Whiteside and, and losing to Kansas by two points. And I think they had a chance to, had a last chance shot to, to win that game. And um, But yeah, I mean, it's exciting. I mean, you think about NDSU, we, we talked about our big debate with NDSU football and UND hockey. What would it mean if NDSU made a run and got to the Final Four? That would be huge news in this area. I mean, it'd be a lot of fa- uh, you know bandwagon jumpers for all the people that south of the state. It's an interesting, and I you know I, I don't know, you know it, you recruit an NBA guy, you can make a run for sure. You know, uh, and that's one where I still think it's 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 a UND hockey, NDSU football. Even though NDSU football is FCS, mm-hmm. it takes a hundred guys to play football and what mm-hmm. twenty seven guys yep. or whatnot. The yep. you know for hockey and in, in basketball, one or two guys can drive you all the way. Uh, for sure, you know uh, to the Final Four. Not that you know that's an easy task. I mean, yep. a lot of the good guys across the country, but uh, NDSU does figure it out late. They do. Uh, you know, they're not going to run them down in regular season, but they have a chance to win that Summit League tournament. Reminds me of a lot of uh, Spainer soccer teams, you know, making <laughs> deep late runs. You know, you got to get hot at the end, right? Win your conference tournament. So it's going to be interesting. You know, again, I feel like they're historically, they have got hot, you know, late. I mean, you think about South Coast State's having a great start now, but, you know, there's been so much uncertainty. You know, like it's so many games being postponed and canceled because of COVID. and you know, kind of, you talk about momentum, it kind of stops a lot of that stuff in the tracks, or sometimes it could be uh, probably a good thing to get a break if another team's going to have to cancel weekend and you got some guys that are banged up. So it's going to be exciting, but I would be very interested, again, if they can, geez, they would get caught in that 215 matchup. I'd love to see them. I know, they got to get a little higher there. seed, but, you know, uh, you know, they, they, they've, they've clipped Oklahoma a couple years ago. That mm-hmm. was crazy. I, got, there's a, I have a crazy story on that one. Oh boy! I was sitting on a plane 
at Minot Airport to go recruit in Las Vegas. Okay. So I got on the plane, and I had my iPad, and I was watching the game on my iPad. And they checked us all in, and there was only one flight attendant on the plane, and there were no pilots. And so we were sitting there, and it, just, and it got longer and longer and longer and longer. Is here in Minot? Is here in Minot. I'm yeah. sitting there, and I'm watching the game, so it didn't really... It wasn't, it didn't feel like that long to me. Yeah. But we were there for a while. And then someone started chirping and then it hit me. I go, there's two minutes and 30 seconds left in this game. They're probably watching the game. Oh, my God. And then the NDSU guy hit that three to send it to overtime. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and then when NDSU won it in overtime, no joke, like two minutes later, the flight attendants and the pilots all got Came on the plane. On and they there. had all these big oh, smiles on their geez. face. That's crazy. <laughs> oh. But speaking of late runs... What are we thinking? Bengals, Rams. The Bengals and Rams have both put together some playoff runs here. They both have the mojo and whatnot. You know, Stafford on his, he's finally getting there. And then you got Joey Burrow. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, we were texting about it, but yep. I'm going to let you make the call here. Okay. All who, right. who do you got? You can go well, ahead. Uh, you know, this is probably one of the most polarizing Super Bowls in a long time. I mean, a lot of excitement. I mean, geez, you talk about, you know, the how the paths to get in. You saw the juggernauts and the Aaron Rodgers and the Holmes and, and Brady's not get in here. And all of a sudden you're seeing Stafford and the Rams doing their big thing. And I, I was cheering for both these teams. I rode them in quite a few. That's why I was able to get ahead on the picks here a little bit. One point. Uh, but <laughs> you know what? I, I, my good buddy Rob Lennox is a big Bengals fan. I'm on the Bengals train. I feel like they're huge underdogs. I feel like the Rams are, are, are definitely the favorites. But I just feel like Joey Burrow, this is history for him. And I feel like you talk about all the analytics about Joey Burrow and what he's able to do. They just talk about like complete ice in his veins. Like he's so calm, he's collecting. Like there's just through college and and now in the pros, he this is his time to shine. And I feel like this is going to be an unbelievable football game that is going to be absolutely spectacular. He's going to get sacked a whole bunch of times. But he's going to find a way to win that game. And I think Jamar Chase is going to have a huge game. And I'm going Bengals. Well, it's interesting. I'm going Rams. And, uh, and I'll tell you why. Uh, I don't think Joe Burrow's the factor. I think it's Mixon. And, okay. uh, you know, uh, the Rams have struggled if the other team can dictate the flow. You know, uh, but if the Rams dictate the flow, you know, and you got Floyd and you got Miller and you got... You know, obviously Aaron Donald, mm-hmm. you know, the man-eater in the middle there. If, they, if, if, if they're dictating the flow and they're rushing the passer, they're in real trouble. Problem is, sometimes for the Rams, the other team could start running the ball. You know, uh, if, they've, if they've got a double-team Donald, it, it, that doesn't really give you an advantage. No. Because he's still eating blocks. For sure. You know Absolutely. what I mean? But when, when a team can let Donald run and they can run away from him and get away and he's not eating blocks and they're getting their hat on hat on the linebackers, the Rams have real problems. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like if it's going to be on Joe Burrow's shoulders, will they be able to pass block for him, A, and then B, Will Jamar Chase win the Jalen Ramsey matchup? Because Jalen Ramsey is going to travel in that game. Yeah, he's going. It's going to be Ramsey versus uh, Chase, and it, you know, and you know, uh, much like Romo said, it's probably going to come down to T. Higgins if the, if, if the if the Bengals yeah. are going to win. And uh, but I don't know. I'm going Rams. 
I just feel like uh, Cooper Cup's going to be unstoppable. I think he's going to have a bigger game than Jamar Chase. Okay. And I think we're going to be uh, we're going to be talking about MVP Stafford and okay. that story. Uh, you know, it's but you know, you know, I don't know. I mean, you talk about uh, LSU. So 2019 LSU. Yeah. And 2001 Miami Hurricanes with Willis yep, McGahee and all, all those, those guys. guys. So I had I, I was talking to the, the 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 great guru of college football and Chad McNally, and really I've yep. never met a guy that knows more about college football he than sure Chad does. McNally. The guy knows everything there is to know, and he he was like going back and forth. You know, I was asking all him who the, the better teams was, and he said that the, the Tommy Frazier Nebraska team is the best of all time. But oh, okay. that's a home run. He's a Nebraska oh, guy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but he is right, though, yeah. that, 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 that those Nebraska teams would just beat you up offensively, defensively. But getting to my point, Joe Burrow, did, he led the greatest, maybe the greatest football team ever, but definitely the greatest offense mm-hmm. in college football history. You know, and now he's with... The Bengals with the same moxie. Mm-hmm. If I'm the Rams, I'm worried. Well, if I'm the Rams, I'm worried because gonna... that guy can get hit 55 times and still throw a dagger and end your game, end your, end your season. Absolutely. So, uh, but I got Rams. Got you got Bengals. You're up one. Yep. This comes so down to the wire. Is this one uh, worth 1.5 or something? What do we do? Uh, I don't know. Sure. How do you want to do it? You know? I feel like uh, we, we got to have some weird tiebreaker. What are we going to do? All these weird spring training? We oh, got to go 1.5. I, I feel football, like right? I'm winning all these other bets, these side bets, especially uh, Canada beating USA in soccer. I mean, we'll remember that one too as well. But, uh, but what are your thoughts, people? We want to know who you got. Bengals, Rams. Let us know. Well, this is the first ever episode of Spainer and Riggs. Uh, we would love to hear from you. Where do you want me to go to the next high school game? Uh, what's the North Dakota topic? We're going to cover local sports, local college. You know, that's UND, Minot, Mary, Jamestown, Mayville. We'll, we'll get them all. We didn't get them all tonight. Uh, we want to, and professional sports, but we want to hear from you because this, we're going to cover all the way to national, but it's the North Dakota perspective. And it's all of North Dakota. And let us know. And be sure to follow us on YouTube, SpainerRigs.com. We're on TikTok. We're on Facebook. And we'd love to hear from you.